0: <laughs> hey guys, welcome to the Canal Dynasty Fantasy Football League podcast. Um, that's a lot to say, so we'll just call it the KDFL podcast. Um my name is Phil Ruckman, and I'm on uh, Brett Steele and Jonathan Detroit-Aims. How are you guys on this evening? Pretty Thanks good. So All right, just to uh, give everybody a little background of our fantasy football league. Um, it consists of 40-man rosters. We have 12 teams. Uh, we usually keep the majority of our teams every year, and then we'll do a five-round rookie draft uh, before each season starts, and we'll cut players as necessary to make room for the rookies. I uh, believe. Back in 2012, since then, we've had five different champions within those seven seasons, uh, the Gladiators, who are owned by the commissioner, uh, the Dobermans, the Pharmacists, the Mega Powers, and the Hunters, uh, with the Dobermans and the Hunters being the only two-time winners in the league so far. Uh, we have a couple of new teams this year, as the Hunters and Grinders are no longer in the league. The Mountain Mamas and the Methadones will be taking their place. Uh, Great name. Enough about a <laughs> yeah, pretty good name. Uh, better than some other names we have in the league, anyways. <laughs> uh, okay. Enough about the league itself, though. Let's jump into the rookie draft results uh, that we had this past Saturday. Um, but before we do that, do you guys want to add anything about the league or anything before we get into the draft?
1: Well, I would like to add that uh, this is John Detroit Haynes of the River Rats. I am currently the only. Longest living, or living, longest owner of the league that's not new, that has not won a title, and I have currently the worst record. So that goes to tell you how good I am at drafting.
2: So that sounds like a uh, perfect segue, Detroit talking about how bad he is at drafting, for us to just go ahead and grade other people's drafts and how they did. So I like a plan. Let's roll with that. So uh, what's the first topic?
0: All right, first topic, we have the best rookie draft. Um, so, Brett, do you want to get us started with which team you think had the best rookie draft?
2: Okay, so we're going to go in order of all of these different topics, and we're going to switch up the order for each one so each of us kind of get like a the first, a first shot at it and, and so on. So I got the first pick for the uh, best rookie draft. Um, I had a, a tough time deciding between two drafts that I really liked I had a tough time deciding between two drafts that I really liked here. Um, But because of the inexperience and being the first draft of one of them, I have to give my favorite rookie draft to Matt with the uh, uh, Charleston methadones. I like what he did here. We pick up Josh Jacobs uh, with the second pick. We go A.J. Brown a little bit later than he was projected with the 16th pick, wide receiver from Tennessee. We cure up the – Tight end position with Noah Fannett, pick 24. And then I really like Tony Pollard going that late at uh, pick 26, running back out of Dallas. Um, He actually sniped me on this next one, Hunter Renfro, wide receiver Oakland at 36. And then just to cop it off with uh, Greedy Williams, uh, Green Bay – or, sorry, Cleveland DB at 51. Um, What I like about his draft is we got four starters potentially – Zeke does decide to hold out. We got four starters day one. And that's that's really hard to do with, with a rookie draft. So that's why I went with Matt there. I wanna see if you guys pick uh my second pick, if it gets picked up or not, or else I want to come back to it. Alrighty. Sounds good. Okay. All right, uh, Detroit, you're up next. Who
0: did you have? The all right, first of all, draft? I'd like to
1: say, well, Brett, that was pretty in-depth. I'm not going to be as in-depth as you were on that. But uh, Matt was go actually on. my second yep. choice. My, <laughs> my first choice was Eric. Eric Charles Fields of the Roxicon clan. And the reason why I went with Eric, I for sure thought he was going to go homer pick with his first pick number three overall and take TJ Hawkinson. But he did the smart thing and took David Montgomery from the Bears, who I think is going to be an absolute stud. Then he traded back into the first round with you, Phil, for pick number eight and took his boy T.J. Hawkinson, who I really think is going to be the next gronk. And then his third pick, number 27 overall, I love the Keyshawn Johnson pick. I think he's going to be really good. And that's who I have as the best rookie draft.
2: Now Eric has Detroit Schisadep, so there you go.
1: <laughs> all right, Phil, you're up, buddy.
0: So the first uh, – the teams that you, both of you guys had were not on my list at all, so I don't know what that says <laughs> about you or me. Um, but the team that I went with that had the best draft also happens to be our commissioner, so no oh. sucking up or anything. We just, you know. oh. um, I went with Jeremy Clark, Glasgow Gladiators, um, he actually didn't have a pick, I think, until the fourth round, but he traded up um, to get J.J. White whiteside with his first pick. Um, I think that's a really great landing spot in the Philadelphia Eagles because have a pretty good offense. Uh, they usually get everyone involved, so I expect him to have a pretty good rookie season. Um, and he also got Preston Williams, the wide receiver with the Dolphins. Um, he has a really good size. Um, I know – we thought about, that, about Devontae Parker in the past, and he didn't really come out. Um, but I think Williams could work out for the Um And then he got Abram, defensive back for the Raiders. Um, that's considered by many as the fantasy back in this year's class, defensive back in this year's class. Um, and then he also got Bryce Love of the Redskins. Um, I know he has a torn ACL, but I think that's just a, a low-risk, high-reward pick. Um, so I really like that one if it does work out. Um, and then you got Rodney Anderson, running back for the Bengals. Uh he's currently third in the depth chart behind Joe Mixon and Gio Bernard. Um but I think Gio Bernard's days are numbered so he could easily move up to the second on the depth chart and who knows he may get some carries uh behind Mixon. Um and he also got Kevin Kevin Harmon, wide receiver for the Redskins. Uh honestly I don't have much to say about him, I didn't research him <laughs> enough. <laughs> Uh, same thing with Jermaine Pratt, linebacker of the Bengals. Didn't really look into him too much, um, but I still like overall his draft. This year. All
2: right. Okay, so real quick, the draft that I was um, struggling with back and forth, I love what Nick did with his draft. As half drunk as he was, still had his eye on, uh, his eye on the prize. We get Daniel Jones at the beginning. Then we followed up with Devin White with the, with the linebacker. I'm not in love with the linebacker that early, but still, uh, he did it last year and it worked out. So, and then we get the backup to Tom Brady. Apparently, I'm guessing. What hoyer is? it You know? Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. You. Uh, I like that too because you actually mixed. He uh, he took number thirteen. Alexander Madison from the Vikings, who I think is going to be really good, too. Madison,
2: I love Madison in this draft, especially with, with Dalvin Cook and his uh, his injuries he's had early on. And then what a lot of people thought was the, the entire, you know, Andy Isabella with pick 41, yeah. that is way down there, way past what a lot of people thought he would get. And so, I mean, I was struggling between Nick and Matt. Uh, I went with, with Matt just because of the ability to get so many starters early in the rookie pick. But, right. I mean, is there absolutely oh.
0: yeah i had uh i had nick second on my list as well so i had him up there i really like i really like alexander madison i almost took him I myself daniel and, jones.
2: Like, daniel kept talking time like- uh, in the four and the threads and i'd be like ah stop bringing attention to him but it's not like the media wasn't bringing attention to him either or also and i have Eli, so i wanted the background there as well but still
0: uh, yeah i was hoping daniel jones would fall for me honestly i didn't expect him to go um with that pick because I was a couple picks behind that. I thought I thought I might give him in the first round.
2: Yeah. Well, Daniel, my backup pick to, um, to Singletary if, if he, if somebody grabbed him ahead. So. All right. Next, next one. What's up, Bill?
0: All right. Moving on. We got the worst draft, worst rookie draft this year. Um, I'll yeah. I'll kick things off with this one. Um, okay. um, I'm going to go with Marmot, the Marmot Mustangs, owned by Mike, um, as the worst rookie draft this year. Um, before the draft, actually, we were talking, and he was saying that he needed to get some wide receivers, get some depth of wide receiver. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I do like his first two picks, Canoe Harry and Debo Samuel. Um, I like Debo Samuel, I think, a little more than Canoe Harry. For some reason, I'm just not big on Canoe Harry. Um, Hakeem Butler of the Cards. That was an okay pick. He just wasn't on my radar. Um, and he's also out for the season with a hand injury. And then his last pick was Mack Wilson, linebacker for the Browns. He's an Alabama prospect, so I'm sure he'll be good. Um, but I just had to go with uh, the Mustangs as the worst draft. Right. year. All right, Brett, What about you?
2: All right. So, with my uh, – I got to take a shot at my main man, LJ. I don't know if it was the vortex kind of his brain. He was at Kings Island. Maybe his eye wasn't on the prize. Maybe he's tanking He's throwing away picks because he's he's, he's just all wrapped up in the beast and all that good stuff at Kings Island. But we got three picks here by him. Uh, Devin Bush, linebacker for the Steelers. Uh, I mean, that's okay. Again, I'm not huge on linebackers early, especially when you look at, like, uh, you know, last year, Tim getting uh, Van Der Esch. Uh, and in the third to be great. Uh Terry McLaurin the, the wide receiver for the Washington. Um not super high on that, especially with all the, the wide receivers that were out in this draft. And then he took linebacker from Green Bay. Took linebacker from Green Bay, uh Darnell Savage. I mean, it's the it's the last round, so that's just a throw up pick. But overall, I mean, it's, it's a combination of lack of number of picks and then wasting one on, or using one on a linebacker. Just – we'll call it uninspiring, LJ's draft.
1: <laughs> All right. That sounds like a good word to use. All righty. Well, I'll go last here. And uh, I went with Tim McCarthy. The reason why I went with him, I usually – when I, I look at the first couple rounds when we talk about worst drafts because the last few rounds it's kind of hard to decide. Actually it's a hard to decide on all these, but I think Darwin Thompson, running back number five overall, is just a huge breach. I don't I have no clue what he's doing there. Paris Campbell at seventeen. Eh, I would have been more excited about that pick before Luck retired. And then I do like his number twenty one pick, Cole Hardman from the Chiefs. But that's about it. I don't like when he took Drew Locke. I think Drew Locke is pure garbage. But I'd have to go with Tim as the worst draft.
0: Um, I agree with you on Hardman, though. I really, really do like him, Michael Hardman of the Chiefs. Yes. Yeah, not... um, I think that probably is
1: the bright spot of his draft this year. All righty. What's the next subject we got here?
0: All right. We're moving on to
1: biggest steal of this year's draft. Uh, oh, Detroit, yeah. You want well, to kick us off? I went with good old Nick. And I went with uh, – actually, Brett touched on this earlier. With pick number 41, he got Andy Isabella, wide receiver from the Cardinals. And most mock drafts for Dynasty rookies, I saw him going top 15 easily. And for whatever reason, the rest of us, I don't know if it was too many wings in our system or what, we just overlooked it. So I went with Nick there with his pick.
2: Phil?
0: Okay. Um yeah, no, I definitely like is- Isabella as is the biggest still there. Um, I uh, I was going to go with him as well, but I figured somebody else would pick him, so I thought that would be an easy one to go with. Um,
2: I'm picking third here, and I knew he wasn't going to make it to me. As far as my, my biggest steal pick. Yeah,
1: yeah. go ahead, Phil.
2: Okay. All right. Um,
0: My biggest still here uh, in the – this draft was McCole Hardman, actually. Uh, Detroit just touched on him a little earlier. Um, Tim got him at pick 21 overall. Um, he was projected to go around pick 14. Um, and I think he's, he's kind of got the same build as Tyreek Hill, so I think he could be a Tyreek Hill 2.0 um, in that Chiefs offense. I feel like he's going to get a, yeah, lot of,
1: a lot of opportunity. I agree with you 100% on that. Um, but that's my McCole Hardman. That's my still this year's draft.
0: Um Brett, who do you have as the
2: biggest steal this year? Well, I didn't want to harm, you know, too much on on Matt's draft. I do love the the Tony Pollard pick at 26. Uh, I think that's going to be potentially be a steal, but that is kind of predicated on, you know, what happens with Zeke and, and, and all that. So I'll reach down a lot deeper. I'm going to actually give – it pains me to do this. I'm going to give Detroit a little bit of a shout-out. I love Dexter Williams all the way down at 52. Woo. Aaron Aaron Jones has that soft hammy. I don't, and I do not trust his uh, his. Uh, he never seems healthy, right? So before going down and getting a potential starter all the way down at fifty-two, I mean that, that's all he has to do is, is get the right opportunity and show out. I know you can show that. I know you can say that with all of our draft picks. But uh, I, I like Dexter Williams.
1: Oh well, thank you, sir. I like Dexter
2: Williams all the way down there in round five. Oh, that
0: is a good one. I didn't even come across that one actually (laughs) all right i guess we'll move on to the next uh topic we have is the biggest reach in this year's draft um red did you want to kick us off and throw somebody under the this
2: is gonna be awesome going with the exact same uh exact same order there detroit (laughs) with and at 14 uh he, he fell in love with the workout videos fell in love with the shirtless picks. Thought this guy's can't miss, but I liked so many wide receivers after him. I like AJ Brown, who went at 16. I like Paris Campbell. I like Debo Samuel. I like McCole Hardman, like you guys have, have been talking about. All of them went after DK Metcalf, who who has, uh, from all reports, not had the, the the best camp. Apparently, he's good at running in a straight line, and and uh, and and being a workout machine, but after that it's kind of falling flat, so we'll see if it proves me wrong, but yeah, DK Metcalf was, was my pick for uh, biggest reach there. And, w- and when I say reach, just to clarify, I know he went about where he was supposed to go, but as far as what I was looking at and, and, and where I would have taken somebody, that that's kind of what I went off of. It's, it's very hard to, to pick a, a biggest reach without your own personal opinion on there.
0: Yeah, I think he's so muscular that he can't cut that quickly, so I think that's you're working out too much. Yeah, same problem.
1: All right. Oh, I, okay. next year. I love it. I've got biggest steal and biggest reach from Brett. That's amazing. All right. <laughs> My biggest reach, and I touched on this earlier, and I feel like I'm picking on this guy, but it has to go with Tim, with Darwin Thompson, <laughs> a running back. Chiefs. I mean, I Tim. I'm sorry, buddy, but every. <laughs> site that I looked at, the highest I could ever find that he went in a draft was 19th overall. I saw ESPN 41, Fantasy Pros 29th. I just, I'm sorry, Tim. Terrible pick. Alright. right, let's. I get, we gotta get away from this. I feel bad.
2: I'm still gonna go. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah, I gotta make mine real quick and then move
0: on, I guess. Uh, let's see. I mean, I have a few, but I think I'm gonna pick on myself a little bit. Uh, coming into this draft, my quarterbacks were Philip Rivers, Mark, and Marcus Mariota, and of course Jacoby Brissett. But we didn't know the situation with Andrew Luck. Um, so I kind of my game plan was to kind of get some quarterbacks. Um, I was hoping Daniel Jones would fall to me. I really thought he would. So I picked twenty, though, instead I took Dwayne Haskins out of the Ohio State
2: University. I know that's make Good
1: know. call.
0: Um. <laughs> He was projected around pick 26. I took him 20. Um, it's not a super reach, but I was so afraid that I wasn't going to get him at pick 40. I went ahead and pulled the trigger on him. Um, he hasn't looked great. I do. I still think he's going to be decent. Um, but at this point in time, I do think I reached for him, so I'm going to go with myself. I, I just it.
1: have to add something here, Phil, about your Haskins picks. Yep. I got two words for you Geno Smith.
2: Here's my thing, okay? <laughs> <laughs> we get on people for reaching and things like that, but if that's your guy, and then I mean that's your guy, there is no pick too high, really, to go after I agree. him. Um, and a two QB league, like I don't know if we mentioned that when we were talking about our league at the beginning. But this is a two QB league, so you know, it right. means you have two QBs, but two bye weeks. So it's really, it's really wise to have, you know three starters on your team, if you can afford it, obviously there's, there's um, 32 starters, but that's also 36 spots. So some people are going to be left out in the cold as far as having, you know, three quarterbacks that can start. Right. So, I, I mean, I, I, I agree with going and getting the you know, QBs early. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we're, we're talking about reaches here, but if any of these guys show out, you know, we're going to have some egg on our face. But, yeah. But.
0: Absolutely. All right. Well, I guess we'll uh, continue to move on. Um, our next subject is going to be teams that made the playoffs last year in our league, but you don't think they will this year? Just
2: um, the right? Detroit.
0: What's
2: that? I said we're just getting out all the negativity right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll get positive on the next one. On the next all righty.
1: Well, I know I go first on this one, but all right. Okay. The, the person I went with is actually probably the nicest person in our league, and that's Mike McGee. Sorry, Mike. You were 10th last year in points scored. You scored a whopping four more points than I did. And the points scored against you, you had the least amount scored against you, and you finished eight and five. He won two games, barely scoring 200 points, and he played the worst scoring team of the league three times last year. So that would be my pick, is old Mike McGee. Sorry, Mike, you're going to come back down to earth. Probably about five and eight. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh that's not about bad pick he was on my list as well um all right brett did you want to
2: yeah second uh, um, like mention uh, uh of this podcast here i'm going to go at lj here i think i think this is a rapid perennial playoff playoff uh, team to constantly be on the outside looking in now because he is old at old and injured is what i saw at the quarterback position here we got cam newton Already in the walking boot, hasn't even played a meaningful game yet. We got forty-nine-year-old Tom Brady. I mean, the top twelve, and that's his two QBs in a two QB league. We have Sonny Michelle, whose knees all jacked up. The history of that. Philip Lindsay's coming off an injury. Sammy Watkins is one of his wide receivers. I mean, Tyler Boyd. He gets in there. I mean, I guess he has Zach Ertz, so maybe that can do something. But there's just a lot of questions at wide receiver. Uh, he he has some injury plume has some injury-prone players as well. So, mainly, though, my focus is around the quarterbacks of Cam and, and Tom Brady as far as why he might struggle this year.
0: I can see that. I mean, Tom Brady, he hasn't been the greatest fantasy quarterback in recent years.
2: on the bench. If Tannehill can get that job from Mariota, maybe that will help him turn things around. Um, also, a big question mark with Josh Gordon. So, I mean, he obviously has upside. All of our rosters are very deep. Um, but uh, if I had to pick somebody that made the playoffs last year that won't this year, I gotta go LJ.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, he was on my list as well, top three. Um but we sniped
2: I think, twice Detroit.
0: <laughs> well no, actually my team at the top I thought it was pretty obvious and you guys didn't choose was myself, the Nitro Neanderthals. Um, <laughs> last year I, I snuck into the playoffs at six and seven. I mean with where we're switching to two division winners and the four best records for the wild card spots. I, I don't see myself getting in this year. I um, mean, my team has only really gotten worse from last year. With Lamar Miller out for the season with a torn ACL, um, AJ Green out a few games this season. Medlin Gordon's holdout looming. Who knows how long he's going to be out? Um, and then I traded Brandon Cooks, one of my top receivers, and then my second quarterback, obviously Marcus Mariota, who isn't the greatest fantasy asset. Um, so, I'm not expecting a good season for my team. I'm hoping for five wins, honestly.
2: I had you, but then you factor in percent, and that's, a, thats That could be some potential. Uh, yeah,
1: sure. All right. Well, let's move on to the next subject here, fellas. Okay. All right. We'll kind of flips,
0: flip the script and teams that didn't make it last year but will this year, um, I'll get it kicked off. Um, I'm going to go with the up-view River Rats. Woo! Um by our – Jonathan Detroit Haynes, um, I think he's got a really good team this year, and I think I would honestly be shocked if he didn't make the playoffs. Um, I think he had a pretty good draft as well, so I think he only got better after the rookie draft. Um, so that's my pick for teams that didn't make it last year but will this year. Well, um, Detroit, well, I appreciate
1: yeah. that, Phil. I actually had myself as first, too. But anyways, uh, <laughs> actually, I, the second person I had on my list is Matt. I really love Matt's running backs. He's got a three-headed monster, and Kamara, Jacobs, and Fournette. I love Russell Wilson at fantasy. The guy puts on major points, and as long as Winston produces in Tampa Bay, I think I think Matt has a really good chance of making the playoffs. Brett.
2: Okay, right, so. Uh, my pick, of y'all pick my first pick here. I'm going with Nick and the, the cross-lanes gamblers. Uh, Wentz is back. Uh, Dalvin Cook, they have an improved O-line in Minnesota. He also has Madison in case, in case uh, Cook would go down. Um, I love the wide receivers with Phelan Thomas. DJ Moore supposed to uh, take a step forward this year. Um, like I've already talked about, I love what he did in the draft, and I also, and this came very close to being uh, trades done uh, the night before our draft. But I love his young wide receivers, Anthony Miller, uh, Samuel. I also still love Marvin Jones, who he has on his bench right now. He also has Nick Foles, who could who could start who could start a, a game for for him to cover bye weeks. So um, I like what Nick has done here. Um, and I, I think he'll he'll get into the playoffs this year.
0: Nice. I like Nick as well. Um, I think that'd be a good pick to go with. All right. We'll jump into our last uh, topic for this episode. Um, I'm going to go with the championship pick this year. So who do you think is going to win it all? And then who's a dark horse you have that you may, that you think may have a chance of winning it all, but isn't really expected to compete. Um, Brett, do you want to kick us off with that?
2: Okay. So we're doing both these in one, in one, uh, one go here. Okay. So, I didn't take the low-hanging fruit with Tim getting up to get the running back. So, I am taking it now. I'm going to take the easy pick here. And it pains me to say this as well. My nemesis, the evil commissioner, Jeremy Clark. I'm picking him to win the championship with this freaking loaded. I don't know who's responsible for this. This loaded running back core. Elliott Barkley, Mixon, he still has my main man, Julio Jones. Cooper Cup is back this year. This lineup is ridiculous. He won't even need Andrew Luck. I don't feel one bit bad for him that Andrew Luck went down. So, yeah, incredibly, Jeremy Clark, that's my pick, champion. I don't want to talk about him anymore. Next pick, I'm going to go with the dark horse. Everything has to go exactly right. With this pick, I'm going with the Boston to come in the league and take it by storm. First year, when I say everything has to go right, I literally mean not one single one of these things can go wrong. We need Damon Williams to show out. We need Matt Ryan to not regress from last year. Mark Ingram has to hold on to his starting role. We have Hopkins, that's good. Alshon, Emmanuel Sanders coming back from injury. And we also need, most important, Kyler Murray can't bust. Whatsoever, Kyler Murray has to be the stud that he was drafted at number one overall. So I have the Boston as the dark, dark, dark way in the backfield coming from first pick overall to winning the championship. That's my huge long shot pick for the.
0: All right, Um, I guess after all that, we'll move on to (laughs) Detroit.
1: Yeah, I'm bringing the energy. he loves to hear himself talk. We all know. I love all it. right, he's bringing
2: it all. everyone else should.
1: All right. Well, my championship pick is the same as Brent. I really think Clark. I, if he doesn't win this league, he just needs to quit. I mean, he's he's made the playoffs every year and he just gets knocked out in the first round. I mean, how does that happen? I mean, he's he's just loaded. His whole team is loaded. I'm, once he got Zeke, man. I mean, it just took off from there. You know. That's a tilt job. That's right Zeke. Man, he, he's gonna be something as long as he plays. And as for my as for my dark horse, I'm going with uh, Matt again. He was my uh team that won't make the or that will make the playoffs that didn't. I really like Matt's team. So I think he has a really good shot. If his defense plays up to par, I think this I think he might be going somewhere.
2: So we have Matt and Eric with the kiss of death. Follow these teams closely this year. Uh,
0: All right, well I'm gonna Jump in and add to that kiss of death for Matt. Um, I'll just go ahead and get my dark horse. I also have Matt as the team has a chance to win it. Um, I know he's not expecting too much in his first year as an owner, but I I do think, for um, before Detroit playing, with VHL, he has a good chance of come in and win winning this game. Uh, But my for sure pick, um, I kind of went back and forth on a couple of games. Obviously, the Gladiators with Commissioner. For some reason, I can't stop taking it. the LQ River Rats. Oh my up. gosh!
1: Oh my gosh!
2: Yes!
0: Woo! I know. Oh, my gosh. I know that seems kind of out of left field, but I don't know. I can't. I can't get off that team. I don't know why. That so, wasn't uh,
2: your dark horse. That was your real one.
1: That's my I actual like you, Phil. Yeah. Good call. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, but that will wrap up our show for this evening. Um, Brett, Detroit, did you have anything to add before? Uh, kind
1: of
2: closes that out here. Go first. All right. So basically we're going to be doing this podcast. I'm going to hope to drop it uh, every, every week before the Thursday kickoff. I'm not sure what day it'll come out, but I, I, we're going to go over power rank, rankings every, every week, as well as predicting matchups and at the beginning of each show, revisiting the previous week. So that'll kind of be the layout of, of what we do here. Um, it's going to be rough at first as we get used to it, as this show is probably going to show. So, um we'll get better yeah, this was a pretty
0: this was a pretty amazing episode i'm pretty sure but <laughs> Being in car, one
1: guy
2: dying to get to Outback back and get a blooming yeah. onion and one guy not be able to get his headphones to work i think it's worked out pretty well
1: i agree yeah overall and i'm gonna i'm gonna close with what i'm always gonna close with on these podcasts and it's two famous words and that is brett sucks that's fair awesome
0: well, all right, guys, If uh, that'll be our show for this evening. Um, if you don't care to rate us on whatever platform you're listening to us on, feel free to send us a voice message on Anchor, and maybe we'll play it on the show. Who knows? Um, also, follow the show on Twitter at KDFL Podcast. Um, and for Brett Steele and Jonathan Detroit Hands, I'm Phil Bucks. You will see later.